With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bikoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast. Obviously, Indiana basketball has started. The Hoosiers moved to 3-0 with the win over North Alabama Tuesday night. But more importantly, it's still football season. And football season is in full historic swing this year for Tom Allen's ball club. Indiana returns to the top 25 rankings for the first time since 1994 when I was ignoring the this is a dry campus rules uh, here at IU. Uh, Tom Allen has done a fantastic job with this ball club. The Hoosiers sit at 7-2 and two with a very serious challenge coming up this weekend at Penn State before returning home for Michigan. Close out the season against Purdue. Indiana coming off a bye week. Obviously, we had the information, haven't really talked about it here on this podcast, just about quarterback Michael Penix being lost for the season. We're going to talk about that uh, in just a little bit. Same thing with kind of the ramifications of being ranked. We're going to be talking about that in a little while. But first, as always, I wanted to bring you the voices from the people themselves, uh, and that is head coach Tom Allen, uh, defense coordinator Kane Womack, quarterback Peyton Ramsey. We're going to be hearing from all three of them. So first, I wanted to give you some comments from head coach Tom Allen during his weekly press conference at Memorial Stadium last Monday. Good afternoon. Just uh, coming off a uh, very productive bye week for us. Chance to get our guys um, rested and and, uh, healthier and uh, chance to improve as as a football team. So I thought that was really positive for our guys as a staff to be able to um, focus in on some things. We had each coach go through and list three things that they had to, felt were um, need for focal point of the bye week as we technically got better as a team and then finished up with the guys on Wednesday and then had a short uh, workout on Thursday morning and then most of the staff went out Wednesday afternoon and, and then we all recruited the rest of the weekend. So very, very positive with recruiting. Obviously coming off of our um, last four games in conference play and mo- momentum going in to the bye week with a 7-2 and two record. So that was very positive. And then um, uh, proud of our guys for being recognized in the, in the top 25. No, it doesn't really mean anything in regards to um, on the field. That's how you play. you got to keep prove it. But at the same time, just uh, being recognized, all the hard work our guys have done. Much more work ahead of us, much more work to do. But at the same time, not uh, 
uh, oblivious to the fact that it hasn't happened in 25 years. So just something that our guys um, do take a lot of pride in being recognized in that regard, but uh, also know what uh, what comes with that too, the expectation. And, and But that's what we want our program to be. You know, we want us to be in this situation. We want our guys to be um, competing and uh, build off of it and move forward. So that's what we plan to do. Uh, we'd like to uh, uh, recognize the veterans. Veterans Day, such a special group of men and women that give so much for our country and our all that we have and, and all that they sacrifice and, and uh, given to us. And so we appreciate all that they do and recognize them and honor them and, and thank them for, for their service. So great opportunity for the Hoosiers this week as we head to to Penn State, take on a very, very good football team. And Coach uh, Franklin's done a tremendous job there building the roster and building their um, the level of play that they, they are at right now and, and uh, their level of expectation that they have. And so um, fully aware of the, the series and where we're at with them and how challenging it's been to, to play Penn State over the years and especially at their place. And so we'll have a, uh, a very big challenge slash opportunity for our football team. So got off to a good start this week, fully aware of the talent they have on their roster. They've done a tremendous job recruiting and and uh, every every year we play them, they just get better and better. And uh, that's no no difference this year. So very, very athletic on both sides of the football. Um, really best line of scrimmage play I've seen out of them on both sides since I've been here and best speed that they've had as, as a group. So um, very, very talented football team that we're going to be facing this weekend. Questions? You talked about it a little bit there, but you've not been shy about kind of addressing realities for this team, whether it's bowl situations, whatever it may be. How do you address, and like I said, I know you talked about it a little bit, but the ranking is something that maybe you don't want guys to ignore, but you also don't want it to maybe get guys complacent or satisfied mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, and we talked about it. I congratulated him this morning in our team meeting and and uh, um, because I understand what it means and, and uh, um, you, you just know where your program is and, and what the steps are to get where you want to be. And, and when you haven't been ranked from 25 years, you know, it's a, it, it is a positive thing when it happens. Um, it doesn't, you know, doesn't do anything for you on game day other than have a little number next to your by your school name when they put it out. So, uh, but at the same time, to whom much is given, much is required. So you, you, you work hard to get to that point, and then you learn how to handle the expectations that go along with it. And I think that's part of it. That's, what, that's why I don't shy away from it and talk about it. And, you know, I talked about wanting a top 25 defense when I got here several years ago, and that's what we were able to accomplish and talked about wanting a top 25 football program when I took over as head coach, and that's what we're um, getting closer to. And, and I know just because you get ranked one week doesn't mean that you're, you know, all of a sudden you've arrived. But at the same time, you know, it's an acknowledgement of what what you're doing and the foundation you're laying, and we got a lot of um, – a lot ahead of us, but I just feel like as I talk to our players about what that means and, and uh, you know, you can, I guess some people can choose to be satisfied with it and then you'll, it'll go away if that's what you choose to do. But if you handle it the right way, um, as I told our team before, I've said it, you know, publicly a few times and, you know, it's how do you handle the success and, you know, as we, as we know and we've said before that, that uh, you know, gold is, is tried by fire and silver, you know, the same way and, and, uh, but man can be tested by the, the praise he receives. And so how do you handle that and being able to grow into that mindset to where people do say positive things about you and, and you rec- they recognize what you're doing and you get ranked in the country and, and how do you handle that? You know, do you let it cause you to intensify um, the hunger that you have or does it create a satisfaction um, and, and a let up? And obviously the 
our desire and passion is that we would build off the successes we've had this year and, and keep growing and getting better, realizing we have a lot of hard work ahead of us and a lot of work to do, not where we want to be, but uh, also don't want to discount the journey and the process that you go through because sometimes you can um, you, you, you lose sight of the fact that, man, you're with a special group of guys and, and a special group of coaches that, that I have a lot of love and respect for and, and truly enjoy being with them and, and uh, want to make sure we're enjoying our time together as well and challenge our guys about the, the, that moment as well as, as, a, as a senior class, as well as juniors and sophomores and freshmen. No one's guaranteed anything for the future. And, and so we're, and this group will never be together again. You know, you have one special group for a certain year and then the, the group will be different next year. And so just challenge them in those things to be able to understand where we are, enjoy the moment, but also have zero level of, of uh, you know, satisfaction that we have accomplished anything yet and so we got a lot of things ahead of us our goals that we have for our season um are still out there and so we got to work hard to accomplish those goals and and so that's part of you know handling the uh handle where we are so hopefully this team will continue to grow and mature and respond the right way and and uh thought today was a good start but uh i'll, I'll know more after tuesdays and wednesdays practice and, and how we handle thursday and and then how well we play on saturday you mentioned about uh, foundations. You got at least four more games to to play this year, but with those the seniors, just these are guys that have been to a bowl before, have had a couple of years of frustration, get to go back this year. Just your thoughts on just the way that they've been able to not only set a standard but continue to help be leaders to to raise that standard to the point that that now you're ranked. Well, I think that they uh, um, had been here, as you said, long enough to experience some things, and. Uh, go to a bowl they've not won a bowl game so that was a big driving force for in the beginning one of our three goals was to to win a bowl game not just get to a bowl game but to win the bowl game you know so and that still remains to be one of our goals and so those guys were very quick to to want to for that to be one of them you know and so and they really set the tone for the sense of urgency that i think this team started developing over the offseason and the work ethic and the, the mindset that they brought every single day that we did what we do, whether it's in the weight room and you know the practice field in the spring or whatever we did over the summertime with our guys and, and what they did in their player practices and all those things that we've had a lot of elevation of intensity and, and uh, just a, a way better leadership than since I've been here. So and I think that's been reflective of the way we've played, you know, and how they've handled, you know, the situation and continue to get better every single week, which is what you have to do you know, at this level and at, at any level. So I just think that those guys, those seniors have been a huge part of, of what we're doing and they will continue to be in the, in the way that we finish. And that's just the, the constant challenge. And I just think you just, you set your goals and you, you attack those goals and, and uh, you don't relax until you reach them. And we haven't reached any of them yet. So that's why we're still, uh, you know, excited about the progress we're making, but definitely very hungry and starving to get, get what we want. I know you talked about not being satisfied, but when the rankings came out, I guess, what was your initial reaction to seeing it, and how did you find out that IU was ranked? Well, uh, Jeff Keg's always the guy that gives me all the information, so he, he let me know, like he always does. But uh, um, kind of, you know, to be honest with you, kind of after last week and where we, what we did and where we were, we kind of, you know, may in some ways expected that we had to get this opportunity. I told our team last week, I said, I expect us to be ranked after the bye week, you know, so, and, and, and we did. So, um, but uh, I, I just think the reaction was just, hey, you know what? Um, I told our team in fall camp that I thought they were a top 25 football team. 
you know, and I'm sure nobody else would even have said that. So that was then said in the privacy of our meetings. And but I told him that and, and I believed it. And so I just said, guys, you're just doing that what I expected you to do. So, you know, at the same time, obviously we had to work. We had to get better every single week. We had to do things to, you know, after the first few games, you got to keep getting proving this and proving that change this, change that. Uh, but you always have to do that. So but at the same time, you know, as I've been very clear from the beginning is that if you don't believe, then I don't want you around us, you know, and, and that's to me is a, a mindset that I have. And as a coaching staff and as players, I want players that believe just like this week. If you don't believe that, that we can go to Penn State and, and, and win at Penn State for the first time in program history, then don't get on the bus. You know, that's the bottom line, because if you don't believe, we got no chance. And so it doesn't just happen to be just for a certain game. That's for our program, too. And, and, if, and if you don't believe we can do great things here and, and do special things in Bloomington with our football program, then then I don't really care what we have or haven't done in the past. That's never been part of the equation. And so that's just not how I think. And so our guys have been challenged in that way. And so when you do things that you expected to do or talked about doing, then you just congratulate them for doing it and say, okay, let's go back to work because we got more goals to accomplish and more things that we want to do in this program. So I just think that, uh, you know, that's just the way I approach it. And, and our guys have, have responded to that. So we got uh, a lot more things we want to do and uh, a lot more things out of this for this football team to accomplish. So we're just going to, our head is down and we're just working every single day. Next up, it's defensive coordinator Kane Womack. Uh, just uh, uh, reflecting back on the bye week, um, just thought uh, our bye week has just timed out the, the last two that we've had, obviously just timed out at really good points in our season, um, obviously to, to kind of go through that middle stretch and, and, and win those those four games was obviously huge for us. It was huge for our growth as a, as a team and certainly as a, as a defense uh, for us to be able to clean some things up with momentum over the bye week was huge for us. And I think, um, you know, the, uh, when you look at this last stretch and some of the things that we have to do against some very good opponents, uh, certainly a great opponent in, in Penn State, uh, I think we needed this rest. I think we needed this time uh, to, to get prepared. Uh, and I think our guys did a really good job getting prepared as uh, uh, utilizing our bye week as best we could. As we look on this week to Penn State, obviously we're going against a very talented football team um, that executes at a very high level. Um, you know, obviously I'm sure they were disappointed in their loss the other day, two very good teams. Um, you know, I thought Minnesota did some great things, played very hard against them, executed well, um, and, and ultimately, you know, uh, Penn State came up a little bit short, but, uh, but you know, they're both really good football teams, and that's, that's probably how that game was going to go. You know, it was a toss-up right there until the end. Um, think, uh, 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 think Penn State does a really nice job of utilizing their personnel in the right way. I think they've got dynamic players on the, on the outside. Um, certainly, uh, K.J. Hamler, uh, just his explosiveness, the way that they get him in one-on-one -on -one matchups, I think it's something that we have to be aware of at all times and what we're doing defensively. But uh, at the same time, I think they're tied in. Pat uh, Frermuth, I'm probably jacking that name up, but uh, he's a very, very talented uh, tight end, one-on-one. -on -one. Did I jack it up? Uh, close enough? All right, nailed it. Way to go. Uh, but uh, I, think he's, I think he's dynamic. I think he's one of the best tight ends in our league. I think he's an NFL tight end that creates one-on-one -on -one matchups. He can body people up. They do a nice job of finding ways to get him the ball. Uh, they certainly know that he is a feature player, and, and they use him as such. Um, and then, you know, you look at their backfield, 
you know, I don't know if they have any one player that necessarily is their guy, but they just have a good stable of backs. Uh, I mean, Noah Kane and Journey Brown and um, uh, Devin Ford, I mean, all those guys are good players that uh, hit the hole well. I think that uh, I think that uh, Journey Brown has that kind of second gear where he can uh, create an explosive play as he did early in the Minnesota game. Thought he did a nice job of just bouncing it outside and going. And then if you look at it, Sean Clifford's got, he's got more carries than any of them. I think he's got 77 attempts right now, and certainly some of those are scrambles and whatnot. But, uh, but he has moved the ball effectively, uh, particularly in key situations. Uh, they find ways to get the ball in his hand, uh, kind of that one-plus one offensive mentality uh, and, and uh, you know, get him in the stutter read or zone read or whatever it may be. Um, and and he's, he's effective with the ball in his hand, so we have to be aware of that. Questions? I know you guys had an idea of what you were getting in Taiwan. He was at least what we used to call an Army All-American, and he had obviously kind of yeah. the, the lineage of his, his brother who played. But um, what has allowed him, just from a coaching and schematic perspective, in your mind, to go from being a, a freshman, a guy who was you know outside the depth chart at some point this year, to being a guy that you're looking at week by week saying we need to find – more snaps, more of a role for him because he's doing these different things yeah. well. I, I mean, I think there's three things that play into that. One is just the confidence that he has in the way that he goes out and, and plays the, the game of football, right? He's just, he's a confident individual um, that believes in his ability every time he walks out on the field. I mean, he, he wants to go against the best of the best. And uh, every week he asks me to get placed on the best of the best, and, and he's proven that. He's earned that right. Uh, to, to go one-on-one, -on -one, um, and, and uh, particularly on third-down situations, we got to get him lined up against what we think is, is one of their greatest threats. And so uh, I think from that standpoint, just simple confidence in the way he does it. He's a naturally uh, – he just has good football IQ and instincts. It just comes naturally. There's some things he did in the Northwestern game. They throw an out route to the number two receiver – you know, he comes off and makes the play, gets a big PBU on that. He, he's not coached to do that, you know, but he just, he does it sometimes. And naturally, you're careful that, hey, great job, you know, let's make sure we don't cut our guy loose, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you don't want to overcoach a guy like that. They just, they have a natural instinct for making plays. And then I think lastly, the way we utilize our corners, I think we keep things simple enough for young guys uh, that, are, that we recognize are talented enough to come in and play. And that's why... Jalen Williams, Reese Taylor, uh, and Taiwan, even though those two guys are a year older than Taiwan, have, have played, uh, I think, at, a, at an above-average level, for certainly for their age. The last Hoosier we're going to hear from this week is quarterback Peyton Ramsey, a guy who, you know, you, you could say a lot of things about this team. Peyton Ramsey might be the Indiana's most valuable player at this point. Michael Penix is an amazing talent. He's got a bright, bright future. It's unfortunate he suffered the injury, but, boy, I don't know where Indiana would be without Peyton Ramsey and his experience, his poise, his leadership. Indiana is really benefiting from the fact that Peyton Ramsey is on the roster, and he, of course, is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season following that injury to Penix. So let's hear from quarterback Peyton Ramsey. Uh, Peyton, coaches mentioned how before the season he mentioned you guys that you guys, he thought you guys were a top 25 team. He talked about how he was open with you guys about discussing that Nebraska was an opportunity to win a bowl game. Just in the differences from the way he speaks to you guys this year compared to your earlier years under Tom, just what are maybe the differences in the way he approached you guys and the confidence he's instilled with you guys in his rhetoric this year? 
Yeah, well, I think we are a better team. So there, there clearly is a difference in the way that he talks to us and is in the way that he's truthful with us. Um, but it, it, it really is. It's a more talented team. It's a, it's a team that has more experience, um, a lot more depth than we've had in the past. So um, you, you can see the confidence in Coach Allen, and I think that's kind of worked its way through the entire team. You're playing another Cincinnati guy uh, this weekend. I mean, do you know Sean Clifford? Did you play him a lot in high school? Is there any kind of, I mean, I would imagine friendly, but personal rivalry there? Oh, yeah, we played him, played him a couple of years. Really, really good player. Um, his senior year, he actually won the state championship. He's a really good player. Um, super talented. Uh, great leader from, from what I know, and I do know him on a personal level. Um, but, yeah, he's a really good player. He's tough. Um, so, so he's going to be a handful, but... Um, he is a good player, and our defense will be ready for him. Peyton, uh, Penn State's defense gave up around 400 yards passing. Have you seen anything on tape uh, or in the last few games what you could take advantage of with your offensive style? Yeah, I think so. And we'll, we'll, as the week goes on, we'll continue to scheme up some certain things. Uh, Minnesota had a good scheme. Um, they did a lot of good things, which, which allowed them to, uh, to open up passing lanes. Um, but as the week goes on, we'll continue to, to get our game plan together and um, and take our shots for sure. You've been kind of on call on and off throughout the season, either starting or backing up, depending on Mike's trick. But with Mike being injured now for the rest of the season, uh, any a little bit of an added responsibility now, knowing that you're going to be the guy, you know, pretty much for the end of the season, unless you get hurt? Uh, I don't think added responsibility. I think just going out and continuing to do what I've done all year, um, continuing to pr prepare the same way. Um, you know, I'll be getting some more reps, obviously, with. Uh, with the ones, which which is obviously obviously will be helpful for me. Um, that probably being, being the biggest difference, though, uh, just continuing to go out and, and do what I've done all year, uh, try not to change a whole lot, and just keep that same mindset. Yeah, you mentioned having more reps with the ones. I mean, how much more of a comfort level do you gain during the bye week and this week of practice being able to do that? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it was really helpful, just, just being able to throw to, to the number one guys. Um, and it's not like I didn't get any reps with them before, um, but just the added reps, just getting on the same page with them, the timing throughout the course of the bye week and then into game week when uh, we have more specific stuff that we're doing in practice is, is really helpful. I know you talked a lot about when Mike got the starting job, how much you still talked with him and, and kind of participated in watching film is preparing with him. And this past week, has he kind of been that same way with you? Have you guys talked a lot since, since the surgery? Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked a little bit, but obviously he's doing a lot of uh, recovery right now and um, still trying to get back into the swing of things. So I would imagine that, um, you know, once he's feeling a little bit better, um, you know, he'll be there for me. And, and we've still gone back and forth a little bit. Um, but right now he's just, I think he's more worried about taking care of himself um, and getting healthy as, as quick as possible. All right, just going forward with the Hoosiers, they are guaranteed a winning season after knocking off uh, Nebraska last time, Northwestern, Northwestern last time. All these wins are starting to blur together. Isn't that great? Uh, after knocking off Northwestern a couple of weeks ago, Indiana got to rest on the bye last week, and now they go into the final three games of the season. Two of them on the road. Uh, two of them are going to be very challenging. And then you have the Purdue game, which is always a toss-up. But regardless of what happens in those games, we know Indiana will go into the record book with a winning record this season for the first time since 2007, just the second time since, I believe, 1994. And uh, then you have uh, the, the idea that uh, Indiana is going to be going to a bowl. We don't know which bowl yet, but they're going to be going there. Now, unfortunately, they will be going without quarterback Michael Penix. 
Penix is uh, out for the season with a shoulder injury. It was a right uh, uh, shoulder injury, and he underwent surgery. He's lost for the season. It's not a situation where it seems like he'd be back for the bowl. He's looking about the spring and through next year. Um, Penix is a heck of a talent. There's no question about that. And I've seen some people um, kind of get on him for, for being injury prone. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Because when you look at his injuries, this isn't a situation where he's got a nagging hamstring thing or some kind of you know calf muscle issue that he that he's had uh, for a little while or you know he's, he's been dinged up a, a whole bunch. Uh, he tore an ACL last year, and that's a major injury uh, that happens to a lot of players. It doesn't mean they're injury prone. It's just something that happens. This shoulder injury came on a play in which. Two defensive linemen fell on him at the same time on his right shoulder. It was uh, near the end of the first half of the Northwestern game. Uh, it's one of those plays where it doesn't make a difference who you are. There's a good chance, whether it would have been Wap Fillier or Nick Westbrook or Samson James or a lot of different guys would have suffered the same injury had they been brought down completely on their side, two grown giant men falling on him with force, it was going to happen. To me, those are injuries that are different than a guy who, quote, just can't stay healthy, end quote. If you have a couple of surgeries to fix some injuries, that doesn't mean that you're just hurt and you're, you're, you're banged up. You're injured, and there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, and these two injuries that have ended Michael Penix's seasons, uh, two seasons at IU, have required surgery and major surgery at that. Look, any, any surgery is a major surgery, but if you're talking about something that's going to keep you out for months, you know, it's it's a big thing. So I I I understand that idea. While well, he just can't stay healthy, just can't stay in the lineup. Uh, I understand where that feeling comes, but for me, this one's a little bit different. If this continues into next season where it's some undetermined uh, uh, upper body injury or, or lower body injury, whatever they want to call it, then, then to me you could start to talk about it. But th this one, uh, again, it's it's a shoulder injury. He, he went down. Uh, to me, it's a little bit different, but he still is a kid that it's it's tough to, for, to forget. He's a redshirt freshman this year. Indiana has three more years with Michael Penix, and he has that offseason to get bigger. Uh, as you rehab from this kind of injury, you would tend to add a little bit more bulk to your upper body, uh, maybe help a little bit uh, with absorbing some shots sometime in the future. The key with any injury is to be able to take it and turn it into a positive in some way. Find that silver lining to it, and that's what you hope Michael Penix is going to be able to do. Because from a talent standpoint, this kid is special and has a bright, bright future. Now it's just a matter of making sure he's physically right to be able to uh, to move forward and be a leader for the Hoosiers in the future. Speaking of that future, let's talk about the fact Indiana football is ranked. Now I've seen some people complain that Indiana football wasn't ranked in the college football playoff poll and all this. Uh, to me. Does Indiana deserve to be ranked? Well, they're seven and two, and I understand that teams around them lost. I'm a little weirded out by the idea that you're on by, you don't play a game, and you move up in the rankings where previously you were unranked. 
So you were able to sit on the sidelines for a weekend and suddenly move into uh, the polls, the way polls work. Uh, if a team loses, they drop. If they win, they go up. But if you do nothing, sometimes you could benefit from this. And and on the postgame call-in show after the Northwestern game, we talked to Greg Murray, my co-host. Uh, and one of the things that I said was Indiana had a better chance of being ranked after the bye week, depending on who lost, because of how the polls work. And that's what ended up happening. Uh, rankings, to me, are a little silly because of that reason that how can you move become one of the top 25 teams in the country without playing a game but that's how rankings work and it works that way for college basketball works that way for college football i think rankings especially early season rankings that could be a whole different show on how stupid those are but uh rankings this far in the season i think is interesting Indiana has beaten the teams that they've had in front of them. Their only real two solid quality opponents that have been real challenges were going to be Michigan State and Ohio State. Ohio State steamrolling everybody. Indiana was tied with Michigan State with five seconds to go. Michigan State has has slipped a little bit here lately. I think it would be interesting to see what this Indiana team would do against Michigan State now versus when they actually played them. But uh, you beat the teams that are in front of you. Does that mean Indiana's beaten anybody quality yet? No, no, it sure doesn't. But that's irrelevant, and and that, that's the interesting thing. And that's what makes the ranking so uh, unimportant because of the fact that Indiana uh, – it, it benefited from a number of circumstances to move into that top 25 ranking. That said, the ranking is also really super important for Indiana and really, really critical for a couple of reasons. One is that it allows Indiana to reset the clock on the last time they were ranked. So they were ranked in 1994, and now, hey, they've gone 25 years without being ranked. Well, now that clock gets reset. And it's interesting that Purdue is the, uh, the other Power 5 uh, conference team that has gone the longest without being ranked, and they were last ranked in 2007, which is jaw-dropping. There was a 13-year gap between Indiana and the number two team. That is reset now. And what does it mean going forward? Indiana's going to have that real challenge of going to Penn State, a team that they've beaten once since, the, uh, since Penn State came into the Big Ten. It's going to be a challenge to beat them at their place. So there's a, there's a, a chance. I mean, look, Indiana's not going to be favored this week. Uh, they go to Happy Valley. They lose, uh, interstate, whatever it is that they call it. Um, they lose. They're going to drop out of the rankings. That's how rankings work. You win, now that's a whole different ballgame. But they fall out of the rankings. Here's what makes this ranking so incredibly important. Now, as you go forward, that clock of when we were last ranked gets reset. Tom Allen and his staff can go and talk to recruits and talk to them about how we just put together a winning season in which we were ranked. And it doesn't have to say we only were ranked for a week. Only it doesn't have to say we were, you know, barely in the polar that we moved into it off for a bye week. It's 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 irrelevant. They were ranked, so you can go into a, a, a recruit's house, say we had a winning season, we're going to a bowl, we were ranked, we really have something going. Let's get moving. You also have that ranking as well. Let's break some of this down. They take on Penn State and Michigan. Those are going to be challenging games. Michigan has looked more vulnerable this year, and uh, Indiana has has competed with every single team that they've played this year, save for Ohio State, who is steamrolling everybody. But until Indiana beats Michigan, it's still Michigan, and that's one that I'm not looking at as circling as, hey, this is, this is a win. It could be a winnable game, but Indiana's going to have to perform in order to convince me that. 
still, let's say Indiana drops its next two games. This is just just speculation, just, just gaming this out. They go to Purdue, and I think Indiana is going to not only have a chance to beat Purdue, I think they're going to beat Purdue. So it, let's say you finish the season at 8-4 and four in the regular season. Then you go to a bowl. Possibly win that bowl, depending on who it is. I, I give Indiana a shot against just about anybody. And all of a sudden, if you win that bowl, now you're 9-4. and four. Now you go into next season, and the people who put together the rankings, which, again, preseason rankings are silly, but this is how this works. This is the real world. Indiana coming off a 9-4 and four season, a quarterback in Michael Penix who's going to be coming back from another year in the offseason of development and getting bigger and getting stronger, a lot of uh, talent along the offensive line, some good skill position guys. Uh, you have uh, a defense that is solid and young and is going to get better. You can better believe that if Indiana finishes the season 9-4 and four, or even 8-5, and five, coming off the fact they were ranked at the end of, uh, near the end of last year, went to a bowl game, put together a winning season, you can almost guarantee Indiana is going to be in those probably lower part of the top 25 as the season starts, just based on potential. And now you have a program that's generating some buzz and some sustained buzz at that. That is what the fact that Indiana on its bye week moved into the top 25, that's what it sets the stage for. Now, if Indiana loses out, loses, uh, uh, you know, to Penn State and Michigan and Purdue and the Bowl, and all of a sudden it's seven and six and all that, you're still going to have that argument about Indiana was ranked late in the year last year, has all this coming back. They're going to be in the argument. That ranking validates a lot of things for a lot of people to where Indiana can hang its hat on. So from a program standpoint, it's something that it could trumpet. And going into next season, people who put together these preseason polls that generate the buzz for these programs all during the summer and in the early part of next year, that's going to be part of the equation. And that's why Indiana being ranked is important. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference on the field on Saturday. It won't for, you know, if it's third and eight, Indiana won't be, well, we're ranked, so we're going to get this. The success and the wins that they've enjoyed this season is what is the key for that. The rankings mean something off the field. It provides a little little pep in Indiana's step. It is validation for what Indiana has uh, has accomplished to this point. And it sets the table for what to, what's to come in terms of building a reputation as old Indiana is dead and buried and we're moving forward. That's going to be the key. The key against Penn State is going to be, as it is anytime you go on the road in the Big Ten, give yourself an opportunity to win in the fourth quarter. Indiana's defense is going to have to uh, force some uh, turnovers. They're going to have to make some things happen uh, with a couple of big plays. Can't get beat big and on some big plays defensively and allow Penn State to build any kind of momentum with that home crowd. But this one's going to be a challenge, especially with Penn State coming off of the uh, loss last week to Minnesota. They're going to certainly be fired up to play, but they also know that they have bigger games coming up ahead of them. Indiana needs to come out and play with a lot of energy right off the bat. They're coming off this bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for Penn State. This is an Indiana team, I think, that has a little bit of a different mindset that is starting to expect to win instead of hoping to win. And I think that that is going to be a real critical mindset as Indiana goes into this ballgame. Uh, the fact that Indiana has won time and time again, pulled out some, some late games, uh, has enjoyed the warmth of success, changes the way people approach the game and their expectations 
for the game of going from we hope to win to expect to win. If they could do that, maybe Indiana could pull off the upset. Regardless, Indiana goes into these final three games of the year with a lot of positives ahead of it. And it's just exciting to see where this program has come in the third year of Tom Allen's uh, tenure. Everybody who, a bunch of people at the start of the year who was saying, I don't know if Tom Allen's the guy. Indiana has a guaranteed winning season. They're going to a bowl. They've been ranked. All those people saying, I'm not sure if Tom Allen is the guy, uh, have quieted down, and rightfully so. Doesn't make a difference who the quality of opponent that they've beaten. Indiana won ball games that it hasn't in the past, and it's something that could be sold to recruits. It shows the programs on solid footing, and now going forward, Indiana, with its different mindset, its different approach to things, I think still has a really nice opportunity to close out November very strong, go to a bowl season, enjoy the uh, bowl practices with a bright future ahead of it on a number of fronts. Well, that's all the time we have on the Peaks podcast this week. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to remind you to visit Peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers who's recruiting better than Mike Pegram, Jeff Rabjohns, and Matt Weaver, so come be a part of a thriving and exciting community at Peaks.com. Folks, you are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time, but for now, and for Mike, Jeff, and Matt, I'm Ken Bikoff saying thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>